this? This is, this is Diversified, Diversified Game. 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 A podcast giving entrepreneurial advice from a diverse and inclusive perspective with Kellen. He may agree, he may oppose, and it's more than just race, it's about, you know, ideas. Tyson. When you're going against the odds, you've got to be creative, you've got to innovate, you've got to stand out. And AL. Focus more on execution and application and less on excuses. So, let the game begin. Hey, it's Kellen. And today, y'all, I may be joined later by AL, but we got a guest. We have a true artist. Yeah. Art is something that people say they are, but this young man is, I mean, painter extraordinaire, Franklin Ujuchuku, a.k.a. Yeah, Frank sure. Freezy, on Instagram. Y'all check him out. All the links will be in the description box. Franklin, what's going on, brother? Hello, hello. Thank you. Good morning. Thank you for having me on today. Thank you. Because you could have been on some, you know, Banksy. I don't do interviews. I let my art for itself, Um, you know, and and, and I appreciate uh, that. And let me let the audience know how I I found your art. We were yeah, yeah. We were on a two-month tour, people, with my family. We were, you know, we're going every city. It's a new, every week it's a new city. And we go into a beautiful African restaurant in Minnesota, Moorhead, borders Fargo. I see all <laughs> these paintings. And we start asking the owner, who did these? It's one artist, Frank Freezy, yeah. and they yeah. actually... We're trying to, they gave me his information, but he pulls up to the restaurant and boom, there we go. So, Frank, I want to start from the beginning because you're Nigerian born and raised, a super super eagle. Mm -hmm. Um, Tell us, tell me, how did you start with your art? Because our goal is to inspire that young person that has yes. that same passion and show them yes. on how others have made it. So tell us about your journey. Yes. Um, first and foremost, thank you for having me. Uh, secondly, that was a great intro. Oh my God. That was a great intro. I don't know if I'm even worth that intro, but yeah. Um, I was born and brought up in Nigeria, went to school, high school in Nigeria. And I've always had, um, an interest, so to speak, in the arts, you know, be it uh, starting from just making doodles on a page or, you know, but nothing really serious. So 2014, I got admitted into Minnesota State University, Moorhead, which was here in the U.S. So I moved from Nigeria where I was here to the U.S. and you know the goal was to go for architecture as a major in college you know and um but I got admitted into Minnesota State University Moorhead and I got admitted for studio arts because I thought you know my parents you know they allow me pursue this you know dream I have so 
but not until 2016 i started actually painting you know and it was something it was something i wanted so bad you know i wanted to be identified as you know an artist artist you know and you know just with a lot of work and a lot of dedication a lot of you know sleepless nights in the studio you know i was able to you know pick it up you know and i've been doing it ever since you know and just to anyone out there i know the oldest uh line in the book when it comes to people saying they don't know how to paint is i can only draw a stick figure i don't know if you've ever heard that before but um draw a stick figure franklin so yeah (laughs) (laughs) so (laughs) so but yeah it just goes out for me to just let people know that i mean you can do really anything if you put in the commitment and dedication into it you know what i mean so yeah it's I really wanted it so bad, so like I practice and practice, and now I think my paintings are at a spot where they're like they're good, recognizable, but I also know that there's a lot of progress to be made, you know, so I keep grow growing in it for sure, yeah, so to anyone out there that is thinking about the arts, just dive in it relentlessly, and things will happen well, Franklin, you can say that. But let me tell you, I I, I had this huge place in downtown Springfield, Massachusetts years ago. Mm -hmm. And it was like, it was huge. It it, it was like a big old loft. I mean, the place was so big. My wife and I were like, we don't even know what to do with one part of the place. And I went and bought a canvas and bought some art things. And I said, I'm going to watch downtown and all the people Mm. are just going to be inspired. And I'm going to just start painting. Let me tell you, when my wife (laughs) came home and said, like, did you have kids over? We didn't have any kids. Did you guys have have kids over? What happened? And I kept trying, but let me just say that, skill and i'm shocked that you just picked it up because mm-hmm. it just shows how you know from drawing and, and being able to do it on the pad how you can transfer it if you work at it you gotta have a skill set it's a talent it's a gift from god everyone can't do it and i keep trying and i want to try because i want to be the guy with the beret um, I don't smoke, but I want to have, you know, the, the cigarette holder and I want to be like, yeah, just painted this real quick. And, um, you know, it, this is, this is it, but let me, let's go. I want to even go back in Nigeria when you said you would just doodle or whatnot. Did you ever take yeah. any classes? Were you ever in a special program while in Nigeria? Uh, no, it was just more so, you know, how, uh, in class in schools they have electives you know class where you can just take so it wasn't anything special it was just a regular uh drawing or art class that everyone takes you know but you know I just picked up the interest in it and it was never anything even down to 2015 um even down to 2015 when I even came here for college it was just like just little drawings on paper, you know, nothing special. But yeah, back home in Nigeria, it was just like, 
just every other act class that everyone takes. But you know, the interest was just there. It was it was somewhere where I found peace. You know, just sketching away or, and the sketches weren't even anything great. That's the <laughs> I know it's hard to believe, but you know, it's yeah. Well, if they weren't anything great, and I'm I'm thinking for the 14 year old who's in Nigeria or Malawi or he, I mean, heck, even Austria, and they say, how do you go from there to being accepted into an art program internationally? I mean, and and and. And was that, was it just applying or was it, you know, did they seek you out? Was there a, anything special about that connection? Um, like I said earlier, um, I'm going to focus on the first part that you said, like how would uh, a young person that wants to do this kind of look at my journey and be motivated? I feel it, it all comes down to your work ethic. You know, um, yes, the interest has to be there because for me, like, I, I feel like my whole life and my art career is kind of like a testimony for people that feel like, that feel like they cannot do something, you know, because it's like, it has to be, that interest has to be there and that work ethic because my favorite, one of my favorite basketball players, Kevin Durant, he said something that stuck with me forever. He said, um, talent, uh, hard work beats talent when talent fails to work hard. And it just goes to say with your work ethic and consistency, like you can achieve great things. That's like one of the facts I just know about life that, uh, as long as you put in work, results must surely come out. So that's more so my story um, rather than quote-unquote God-given talent is more of like, you know, the hard work. Because trust me, I, if I do say so myself, I feel like my paintings are good now, but they were not always good from when I was younger. You know what I'm saying? It's like, putting in those hours and chipping in, you know, you learn things over time. So like for anyone that's looking up like that, I just feel like the more you practice and for a craft like this, it's kind of like any craft, like even though you're a singer, musician, anything, the more you do it, like the more you have practice, the more you get better at it. And um, as for school, you know, you just apply for school, show them your portfolio, show them that like you got what it takes and they normally don't reject people because you know it is a school you do go there to learn it so yeah that came pretty all right to me okay so audience and welcome al to the show i heard you chime in um we have the most humble artist but we, i know how to break that humility al you, you <laughs> because I, oh I'm, my god we're, we're gonna start talking money and we're going to say, since you're so humble and your stuff is just okay, does that mean that? <laughs> I got to eat, fam. <laughs> no, word, word, word. Yes, the artists, got, artists definitely got to eat out here. For real, for real. You got to eat, bro. Definitely, definitely a pleasure to, uh, to be connected with you this morning. My pleasure, my dog. Good morning. Good morning.
morning. Good morning. Yeah, I'm. 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 I'm definitely. I'm. I'm gonna jump right in as as a fellow artist, like to to a, another artist. Yes, sir. Um. So yeah, de- definitely want to. Uh, I I gotta I gotta ask this question. I, I ask this of um, a lot of artists that I that I connect with. Do you mm. express your Do you express yourself through art, or does art express itself through you? Wow. I think it goes. I think it goes both ways for me. And um and I'll and I'll explain. When I say art, I express myself through art. Um, obviously I have a lot of issues, societal issues, political issues in my mind that I feel like um, I can transcend through the art I make. And I'll give you an example. Um, I have an exhibition right now that is up at the gallery. Frank, switch over here. Uh, something happened with the uh, the mic. And it got muffled. Re- repeat that again. Everything I just said. Y- yeah, because it's um, I don't know what happened, but Al, can you hear? Him? No, no, yeah, the um, the response is uh, it's a little, it's muffled or just it's distorted a little bit. Hello. Yeah, okay, you're back. Can you guys hear me now? Yeah, we hear you now. Go, go. You're good. Keep going. Oh yeah. So, um, his question said, um, does my art show? Um, sorry, where that question again? I lost my trail back. Oh yeah, yeah, no, yeah, no, no worries. Um, I was, I was wondering, as, as an artist, do you express yourself through art, or does art express yes, itself yes, through yes. you? So it's both ways, and I would explain. Um, my art, I express myself through my art because in the sense that I have a lot of issues that I'm passionate about that I want to express to the world, and my art use helped me as a medium to express that. Like recently, um, I have a show an exhibition that is up at a gallery in my town here in Moorhead. And the theme of the show is poaching of endangered species and breastfeeding. And, you know, those are just issues in the society that, you know, I want to create awareness to through my art. And um, the pictures of those are on my website and on my Instagram and basically it's just talking about how this society by this society I mean the United States are so against women breastfeeding in public because you know this society have over sexualized the the female body that an act a natural act as breastfeeding is considered quote unquote taboo and also the other side of it is poaching of endangered species. So in the paintings, I kind of depicted the gruesome reality of when endangered species are poached. So you can see them bloody. Some of them have dead. It was a little gory and hard to look at, but that's the feeling I wanted to invoke out of people. So that's a good example of my art, me speaking through my art. Now, on the other side, my art speaking through me, 
I am very, very fortunate that, you know, my craft is something that helps me grow in discipline, consistency, and everything. You know, this is a craft that, through just practicing and doing my art, is helping me stabilize all the part of my life. Like I just said earlier, with discipline, with accountability, and things like that. So I feel it goes both ways. I don't know if that answered your question, but... No, I think that's, that's, no, but no, that's, I think that's pretty on point, man. Yeah, thank you, thank you. Yeah, that's how I feel about the arts. Yeah, that's, that's definitely what's up. And in in terms of, um, I'm not sure, tell if if you asked this, uh, but in terms of, um, you know, the the medium to express art, is it limit is it limited to just painting, or do you um do you create in 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 various various modes of um artistry? Well, in in general, like there's no limit to what medium you can use to express art, be it ceramics, sculpture, drawing, painting, even graphic arts, illustration, and everything. But me personally, I'm more of a traditional artist, so painting and drawing are my are my forte. Okay, nice, nice, nice. And and in terms of um the the painting and in drawing, um you mm. know what what type of uh what type of paint do you use? And on the drawing side, um you know what 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 do you use in in terms of in order to create your your drawings and illustrations and such? So drawing, I'll start with drawings because that's what I do less. Drawings, simple graphite, pencils, charcoals. There's just something about um, that black medium that, you know, you can make tons of values out of just that one colored medium. And as for painting, uh, oil paints, I know they're the most expensive, they're the most toxic kind of paints, but they give you that, you know, lifelike, they give you that lifelike feeling to a painting. It makes your painting shiny and glossy, and you know it just it brings out color the way that you know that no other color medium will give you. So oil paint for sure. That's that's my thing all day, all night. Oil paint. I, I want to push push on something because you talked about the um, you know the poaching whatnot. But yeah. you you live in a place, and and I'm 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 gonna be straight up. Fargo, um, mm-hmm. which is on the border of Moorhead, was my number one choice because it was gonna allow me to live in two places. And if that happens yeah. in the future, great. But there was some business that you know businesses get mixed mm-hmm. up. But you live in a place where you need a full Wolverine. I'm told. <laughs> to, and I and I see on your Instagram you have the fur. I don't know if it's the the, the real fur uh, or what it's made out of, but um, you, you need that where you live because it gets below below freezing. So, are yeah. you a, 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 is that a fa fur that you have in your picture? Is the first question, and um, two, are you also a a vegan? Like, are you like one of these, you know, people who are like, hey, we need to be healthier. We need to, you know, uh, and I'm trying yeah. to be. I'm trying to be every day. But um, something yeah. about soya and um, when I go to Africa, 
I can't and fried fish. I just can't say no to. But mm-hmm. but yeah, tell 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 me uh, about your jacket and you know just how how those things because sometimes we can contradict each other in life. Like, oh, I you know what I mean? So yeah, talk about that a little bit. Well, first things first. That is not real fur. I'm gonna put that out there. Um, and obviously, when it comes to clothing and material and what we use, obviously there there's a lot more choices that we can make from manufacturers that are not harmful to the environment or harmful to the ecosystem or whatnot. I mean, there's a lot of um plant based you know clothing and whatnot out there, so I definitely discourage when um poaching or endangered species or are used for materials to make clothing and whatnot, but you're right it gets it gets uh below thirty here where I live, and you know. You have to keep yourself warm. At that point, it becomes a necessity. You know what I mean? And it becomes a necessity, but when it comes to poaching of endangered species, a lot of times this, um, these animals, it's not necessarily okay for them to be killed. Like in my show, I depicted the um, black rhinos from Africa because they're killed and their horns are used for quote-unquote medicine that you know that same medicine that they get from horns of rhinos can be find can be found in plants as well you know so but i think for them it's more of the accessory part of it because trust me the poaching industry is like a multi-million dollar industry off the back of some of these endangered innocent animals. And I also did um, the African elephant because they're killed and their tucks, their ivories are taken. And yeah, I'll focus on things like that. Some of these things is just for luxury that people kill these animals, not not out of necessity. And um, as for diet, I am not a vegan. And um, I know I just lost some potential customers and followers by saying that, but I'm gonna I'm gonna be as honest as possible. I am not a vegan. Um, I do eat meat proteins, and yes, I, I said that. And you know, this is no offense to um, animal rights people or you know, organizations like that is just, I've never really thought of not eating meat because that's how I was brought up back in Nigeria. That's how I grew up. I do eat meat and vegetables. I eat a lot of plant-based foods as well. So it's just a mixture of both. Yeah. And AL, I asked that question because Frank Franklin is is a young guy still, so he he's like you know he's like a a, a pencil, you know he's like a tall oh, yeah. pencil, and I'm always thinking, man, yeah, back in the day, 
um, mm. you know, before being 200 whatever plus pounds, um, what was I was trying to see? Maybe I really need to just cut out, you know, air even. But that's that's why I was asking that question, people. It was, it was a reason for for the the, the questioning. Um, let, let's talk about pricing your artwork because you you, you came over to the United States in 2014. Do you yes, think that your art and, you know, the shows you're doing would be as prosperous and that you would be getting paid if you were in Nigeria still? And and, and how did you get into becoming a paid artist, like that transition? So, great question, by the way. Um, whether I think I'll be getting the same, probably like clientele or prices back in Nigeria to be honest I don't know for sure but just the whole climate back home I feel like to us back home um, art is more of culture than profession which is not a bad thing you know it's a great thing because I consider a lot of my inspiration comes from where I was born, you know, the scenery, the beauty of Africa as a whole and the beauty of Nigeria. I feel like a lot of my inspiration comes from there. So it's a great thing. But I'll say to folks here in the U.S., I feel like art is more of an occupation for people that want to go into art-related jobs. And for the buyers, I feel quote-unquote exotic art is more appreciated here, which, I mean, I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing because, you know, here's the thing with this um, community and this area we live in is like sometimes, I mean, obviously a lot of my art that I make is African kind of art, which hence me saying exotic art because it's exotic to a lot of folks here. You know what I mean? And I live in an area that is kind of predominantly white. And to them, there's just this draw some people have to um, exotic art. So I don't, I don't really know. I should do some research because I have some friends in Nigeria that do art. So I should definitely talk to them about it about art and um the second part of your question the transition part um like i said um honesty is kind of my thing um yes i love making art i did mention earlier that art helps me grow in a lot of aspect of my life you know you you have an idea the kind of patience it takes for you to you know sit down and work with a canvas that doesn't want to work with you you know it's it gets to you sometimes so it helps me in patience and you know it helps me in like consistency and because i mean i can't have clients waiting months for work that they already paid for or work that they're expecting so it just helps you be reliable consistent and those values kind of brings out to other part of your life. But that being said, um, I also have to eat. 
you know what I mean? And that's where that transition came. Um, I know a lot of artists are kind of afraid to put their work in the world because they fear criticism and they don't want to be turned down. But, you know, me from day one, I made this thing. I love it. I want people to see it. So it came to a point where I started visioning this as a possible means of daily bread for me. You know, I love making the art. By the end of the day, I spend money on my materials, everything. Plus, I'm going to school paying thousands of dollars to learn this art. You know, so if anybody is getting art from me, they're kind of purchasing a lot of knowledge, not just the painting they're getting. So it came to a time where I started thinking about how to make income off my paintings and the services I give. So yeah, I definitely have to eat. And I'm also a champion for like, you know, just getting some bread from whatever service you give in the world, if you choose to, you know, like, this, I have this thing in my head where I'm like, one day I'll get to a point where like, I'll be fine giving out paintings when I'm financially stable, you know. But now I'm a college student. I'm paying tuition. I'm paying for a lot of things. I'm making some quote unquote good art for clients. So, you know, I require some funds for the services I'm giving out. Yeah, that makes sense. I would say that definitely makes sense. Frankly, here's, here's a question for you. Um, you know, with you uh, tackling uh, responsibilities such as uh, college, um, mm -hmm. how do you find uh, life balance in terms of, you know, your passion for art, um, creating pieces for clients and doing school? Um, thank you um, for that question. It it took a lot of time, and I'm still working on it. But um, I just believe that there's just this thing about focus that, you know, you can't buy. Like, you can't teach it. You just have to go through life and find that focus. And, you know, I just believe that in the 24 hours we have in a day, if you really if you're really honest and look at it more than 50% of that 24 hours the average person spends it doing a lot of things that doesn't benefit them i don't know if you understand what i'm saying a lot of people including myself like used to do a lot of things during the day that yeah they were fun they were nice but not necessarily beneficial you know cuz um I'm at a point in my life where I see no reason to sit down on a couch for four hours watching Netflix. I know Disney Plus just came out. I see no reason why I would be on my couch watching movies for four hours when I would be using that time and I'll be half done with a painting for a client. You know, so I feel... It didn't happen easy, but like over the years, I just figured out that, hey, so, so, so things matter. The so, so, so things don't matter right now. So, yeah, it comes with a lot of sacrifice. Like during this, my last show that the exhibition was two weeks ago, 
the two months I spent preparing for that work was the busiest I've ever been in my life. I'm talking about waking up at um, 7 a.m. in the morning, going to the gym to train, then going to classes, then going to work, then doing school homework. Then from 9 p.m. to like 2 a.m., I'll be in the studio at night because that's when I feel is my most productive at night. I'll be in the studio to like 2, 3 a.m. After that, then I'd have to go do my school assignments. And, you know, it was it was stressful, but some of the things I had to cut off to do that, cut off like hanging out with friends, going to the movies, all those things were, they were nice things, but they were things I could live without for that time. So I feel like the focus just comes from knowing that I have to get this done. And, you know, it may seem stressful, but it's all for... It's all for a good cause, you know. Either I'm getting paid or I'm getting better at my craft or, you know, I'm just going through a nice life experience in general. And these are all things that will benefit me in the future. So I feel like that focus just came through, like, realizing that some things are beneficial and some others are not. So that's how I focus on everything. Solid, solid, solid. No, great response. Thank you, brother. Thank you. I'll, I'll um, I, go ahead, Kelsey. No, no, go ahead. I, I, I got it. I, I, I'll, I'll save this one. Push, no, 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 go, no, go, go ahead. No, 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 We'll do our community give back questions. You heard that? Okay, okay. Well, no, I just want to know yeah. the um, because many artists have trouble, um, just like many marketers and consultants mm -hmm. sometimes have trouble with pricing, Franklin. How did mm -hmm. you start to find what price points? would work for you where people would buy. Cause like I was telling Franklin, my artist story when I lived in, in Massachusetts and yeah. you know, I just knew when I had made my canvas, I was just about to, everything was about to be, you know, $10,000 and up. Even if I just, you know, <laughs> spilled the, spilled the art on the thing. I'm like, yeah, that's, that's a bank <laughs> brother. All right. That's a Basquiat. Um, how did you yeah. start with your pricing and how should other artists figure out how they should price their work? Oh man, it's uh that 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 in that is that is a struggle in itself. Um, I was just talking to a friend last night that was having similar problems with pricing, and for me, it took me a long time to figure it out because um I'm gonna say in general for all artists, and then I'll say for me, in general for all artists, I feel you are the one that has to figure out what your pricing should be because you're the one that you know went through all those hours to perfect or get good at your craft you're the one that knows what that piece is worth to you and um you're the one that have to put yourself out there in a market so you don't want to sell yourself short short 
or cheat yourself, you know? So artists, I feel everyone just have to go to the drawing table and think about how they want to price their work. Me personally, it took me a long time to get to the way I do it now. So in the past, right, I um I just used to sell my works with every with whatever comes to mind, you know, after making it is like when I, when I make the art, I look at it and I'll be like, okay, this will cost us a surprise, this will surprise. And that was very terrible for me because then I didn't have like a base to go off of. So after selling some pieces, some part of me felt like I didn't sell myself enough, like I got cheated. But then again, there's no one I could have blamed but me. So I now came to this point where like I viewed, I went to this other phase where I kind of viewed my paintings like any other job, minimum wage, how many hours I spent on this work. Let's say I spend minimum wage over here, $10 per se. Let's say $10. I spent 10 hours on this piece. You're going to pay me $10, um, $100. So that's how I did it for a while. But over time, that started hurting my business because over time, I sort of started getting better at my craft. And the time I was spending to make artwork was less because I could do it better now. It was less and the work was better. So in a way, I was kind of cheating myself because now a work that used to take me 10 hours last year that got me $100 will take me five hours this year and now give me 50 bucks, even though this work from this year is way better than last year's. So I was struggling with that a lot. Then a good friend of mine that was also an artist where I live, he gave me this bright idea to just make a table according to, to make a table according to the sizes of the canvases. He says, now when you make this table of this canvases from small to large, and everything in between, whatever someone says they want based on the size, you already have a designated price for that. Now that price can wiggle up or down a little bit depending on how much detail or how much more you use on the painting when it comes to material, but that has been working great for me and it still works for me today. Because I tell you this, I've been finessed before a lot of times because me and a client didn't really have a contract or agree, you know, to do the transaction the best way possible. We just not really specified on price and everything. And when I was done, what they offered me wasn't even enough to cover the materials, you know? So now that I have this table based on sizes, 
I can just give it when someone asks me for a commission, I'll just send you my price list. It's kind of like going to a barber shop. Like you walk into the barber shop, you see prices for the haircut. You're like, all right. So in your mind, you already know what the prices are on the charts before you even ask for the haircut. So it's kind of like that now. And I feel like it's more professional because if someone asks you how much would this cost and you start doing math in your head, that don't look too professional. But when they ask you and you just pull out a price list or your card or something, it's more professional. They know you're more serious. So that's what I do now. So to artists out there, I feel like you just have to find your own way, find whatever works for you. But for me, price are based on the sizes of the canvas and how much detail are going into um, that work. Because some paintings have a lot of details, some don't. So depending on the size and the detail, but just have a fixed price for every size, I feel. Then you can add more just so they know. For instance, you can say a large painting can be 400 to 460. So you just know that whatever you're doing for that person is going to fall between that 400 and 450. So I feel like that's a good way. It works for me, and I feel like it can work for a lot of artists as well. Okay, okay. That that's 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 there, there you go. AO, jump in and ask your question, brother. Yes, sir, yes, sir. So Franklin, uh with all of our guests that we have on the Versified game, you know, we, we really like to get into the you know the, the heart and mind of each of those individuals and with that in <laughs> mind, um with all the wonderful work that, that you're doing, um and uh, the people that you're inspiring and the lives that you're touching. Uh, do you have a community gift give back? If so, uh, and if not, uh, what would your community give back be if you're looking to get into one? My community give back. For me, at this point in my life, for this point in my life, I give back a lot of things that I feel are valuable to me and can be valuable to other people and those things are my paintings and my time in the sense and i'll go painting first my paintings like i said earlier there there are a lot of things about my paintings that make me do them the fact that i love them the fact that they help me grow in my personal life and also i think the most fulfilling part of my craft is what it gets out of people. Like I've had people told me like, like life touching stories that they came to that realization through just looking at some of my paintings that I didn't necessarily have that intention of portraying through, through the painting. So my paintings touch a lot of people. So I give a lot of paintings for free to like people or organizations and whatnot to this my art yes there's a business side to it which is fairly new but there's also been like a giving side because i feel like whenever i make these paintings 
me and that painting when it was on the canvas, putting it on the canvas, we already went through a beautiful journey, me and this painting. But whenever I'm done, like that painting is leaving my studio, either to someone that wants to buy it, or most times just to someone for free because I feel like that painting has given me joy that it will give other people joy. So I have dozens and dozens and dozens of people in my town that have my paintings in their living room or in their rooms, or even people in Canada, other parts of the U.S. I give my paintings out for free a lot because I know how important it can be. And even at my BFA show, at my last show, the reception two weeks ago, I had this giant, this big pedestal that I just put a lot of my paintings and prints of my paintings, replicas of my paintings, with a thank you note in the back, just so anyone from the community that came can have something of mine to take home with them, with a signed, with my signature and a thank you. And um, that's for the arts. And as for my time, for the second, which is my time, um, um, I feel like Time is the most valuable thing you can give someone. Time, love, attention. And I make it my um, life goal to do that every day. It don't matter if you're a best friend or a stranger. I feel like everyone is worth your time. And, you know, any, everyone can benefit from time. So from as little to a little conversation to conversation that can last hours or just hearing someone's story I make sure I give that out every single day I can that is my community outreach for the moment in future I plan to be more involved financially with my community when it comes to like helping people that are less privileged um, I hope one day, and I'm planning towards it one day to open a restaurant, and then that restaurant will be like a little combination between a restaurant and an art gallery. In the sense that I'm hoping for that restaurant to be a big space that can also accommodate a lot of paintings from local artists in the community, commission-free. And if anyone walks into that restaurant and wants to buy from this local artist, 100% of those funds go to them, to the artist. And that way, I feel like you're building up the local art in your community and you're also helping artists just get better and, you know, get their names out there. So that's what I plan to do in the future when it comes to, like, community and outreach. But for today... From this moment where I stand, yes, I know the art is valuable and I give it out to people because I feel like it has a lot of joy that those people can take home with them and also my time. Because um, so today I still benefit from the goodness of just people sharing their precious time with me. You know, there's a lot you can get from a lot of people. My dad used to always say that um, everybody in the room has something beneficial to your life, so treat everyone with kindness. So 
I try to give everyone my time as much as possible. Well, that's that. That's awesome. And Franklin, you just let me know. You're going to take over the Spice Grill restaurant where I first saw <laughs> your art. And you have plans for, for that and, and, and other places. We we appreciate it. I'm still coming for some art. My wife told me, can we move first? Should we move yeah. in like eight months? Can you wait? Because you're going to have to ship all this other art um, before. And I said, I might be able to wait. But sometimes you just, you know. I get what she's saying because I just came back from Kenya and she was like, mm-hmm. don't bring anything big back, please. Um, you know, we need to be mobile. So I appreciate everything that you, you, you're doing and we are going to stay tuned. I know I'm going to come get some art from you. AL, last word. Franklin, definitely appreciate your time and your, and your mind this morning. It has been a pleasure. Uh, thank you for bringing us into your world of art. Thank you. Thank you. God bless you guys. Thank you so much. Yes, God, God bless you. We, we will talk again. You guys have got the game from Franklin. Frank Freezy on Instagram. Follow him. Check out his website. Check out his art. Purchase something. Don't ask for a hookup. Purchase from this college student. Um, you know, and we are going to, we'll wrap. Peace. So I think this is a good place to stop our dialogue for this episode and allow you, the listeners, to join the conversation and keep the dialogue going with us online. You can do so by visiting our social media at Facebook, Diversified Game Podcast, on Instagram and Twitter, Game Diversified, online, diversifiedgames.com. In your life with the people around you and or join our Patreon and get some nice perks for being involved. If you found a nugget and are like today's episode, you might as well leave a review. And if you leave a review, you might as well share it. If you share it, you might as well subscribe. And as always, thanks for your support. Thanks for getting in the game and listening to the Diversified Game Podcast with Kellen, Tyson, and A.L. The number one show pairing entrepreneurship with diverse and inclusive perspectives like wine and cheese, bagel and locks, fish and grits. Be sure to visit DiversifiedGame.com for all the good stuff. Join in the conversation and discover more content.